The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest. John Taylor joins us, professor of economics at Stanford University and author of the famous Taylor Rule. So lots to talk about, Professor. A simple question first. Can we argue that we've seen peak inflation, but not yet peak Fed hawkishness? Well, we certainly can because they're, they're a little bit out of line. We had a big conference here just a while ago, which the title was How the Fed Get So Behind and What to Do About It. So there is a little imbalance and people are thinking about it. We hope inflation comes down, but the, the Fed is still a little bit too low, so to speak. Um, Professor, when we look at what's happening in terms of inflation, the narrative a few months ago that it was supply side and therefore Perhaps monetary policy was not the right tool to be using. Uh, has that really gone by the wayside because inflation could become structural? I don't think it's gone by the wayside because so far, you know, what is the interest rate in the U.S.? Two and a third or something. It's still low compared to any reasonable measure of inflation, even if it was 2% inflation. But the inflation rate is higher and so there's a sort of normal policy, policy which worked, has worked in the past, would suggest it's still monetary policy. Now, the budget deficit has been big. It's coming down. There's other factors. But I think the key, and this is what we've emphasized, so many of us who've talked about it, is the monetary side. So that's why I keep mentioning that. And it's, of course, there's going to be dispute. As no one likes higher interest rates, uh, especially when they've been low for so long. But that's what I think we're facing. So the Taylor rule looks at GDP and also inflation levels uh, to, to get some advice on what to do with the Fed funds rate. Uh, where do you think the Fed funds rate should be at the moment, uh, given the conditions that we have? Well, I think you should start moving up. In fact, one of the meetings we had here, some of the members of the FOMC suggested it should be over three, three and a quarter. I think it's probably going to have to be higher than that. But let's get to that point and see where it is. And, and we, you know, we've had some good news, but it's still a high inflation rate. It's seven, eight percent. And so and also you think about this globally. It's not just the United States. It's Korea. It's Europe. It's Latin America. It's all over. And that's what's happened in the past. We, we need to prevent that. There's still time. This is a fairly new phenomenon. This is not something that's been with us for a whole decade, like in the 1970s. So there's still time to do it. It's, and it's still relatively painless to get rid of this inflationary buildup. And after all, we'd be better off. Professor, given that call that you just made, uh, do you think 100 basis points is on the table for September? Well, they're talking about 75, and I think that's probably what they're going to do. They, You know, any central bank has to be careful of the how fast it's moving, and and it, as long as they s signal. And I think this is something that gives emphasize that there's some signaling that they may have to do more and that's what they've tried to do a little bit. Maybe not uh, the chair as much as others. 
but that would help ease the adjustment because people know, well, if there's not an adjustment, there needs to be somewhat higher interest rates, not as high as, as uh, many are worried about, but somewhat higher. What would you say are the risks here of a deep recession, a shallow recession and the like? And, uh, you know, how should the Fed be balancing those risks? Well, there are risks. I think the risks, as is, is historically we've seen, the Fed gets behind and that has to catch up. It gets way behind, then it has to rates, raise rates even higher. So that's the risk. Right now, we've had two quarters of, of negative growth, and we, we may get a little bit more. It's been very mild in the U.S., and uh, with, there's other things going on, there are other explanations, but it's two quarters, and that's uh, something that people worry about. But on the other hand, it hasn't the inflation rate hasn't passed through to a lot of things. Gasoline prices are coming down. That's great. But wages are still going up and other things are going up. So they need to address that, uh, I think, for sure, in a, in a gradual way, not not overwhelm the economy, not surprise people, do it in a way that's understandable, predictable. Yeah. And that's what's needed. Yeah, that sort of brings me to uh, because some investors would say the Fed should use this opportunity. The U.S. economy has some underlying strength, particularly if you look at um, at the jobs sector at the moment. Um, so what is the underlying strength in the economy. And if you have a recession, but no no banking crisis like we had in the GFC or no housing crisis, uh, is there scope for quick recovery? There is. It's a, it's a very powerful economy. There's lots of innovations going on uh, in California where I am living and Silicon Valley. It's all over the place. And so I think there is an opportunity. But again, we have to encourage people to do this and not scare them, not uh, frighten them. And it's it's not just monetary policy, it's fiscal policy and regulatory policy, if there's, and tax policy, all those things go together to make a stronger economy. We have to work on all of those. Okay, so if you were um, Jay Powell, what would you be doing right now? What would, the FO, what would you like the FOMC to be doing? I think the main thing is I'd be signaling a little more than they have that this is not an equilibrium. There needs to be an adjustment. And if it's done in a, a gradual way, a predictable way, a clear way, the rate of inflation will not pick up. Wage inflation will not pick up. It'll come down to a, a nice, healthy level. Remember 2%, that target, target inflation rate, 2%, we're so far above that. But if they can get back to that by being clear and predictable, and I hope that's what Jay Paul does. It doesn't sound like you're too downbeat, so I think a lot of investors would would take some heart from that. Um, if if QE uh, pushed investors into riskier assets, uh, QT, which is really supposed to be begin with some vigor next month, uh, will that push them into what areas of of let's say less risky assets? Is it quality stocks? Is it treasuries? Is it is it or is it into cash? It's a good question. I think that there's really doubts about how imp- much impact QE had. And so the main thing is to be predictable and there's, don't surprise people that obviously it can be a smaller balance sheet. It doesn't have to come down overnight. It can down, come down gradually. And I think that's part of the system of being predictable, not surprise people so that they can know what's going on. The same, just like with interest rates, just like with the balance sheet, the same idea is, is undo QE in a, in a sensible gradual way, and I think it'll work better. And Professor, just a 10-second question. Uh, where do you actually think the terminal rate will be in this cycle? I think it'll be, you know, this, when we're all through this, it's, it's 3%, 4%. So in other words, take an inflation rate target of 2 
take a real interest rate of one. That's what the latest says. I used to think it was two. Let's say it's one and three is where we're yep. aimed. But we probably have to go above three before we get there. All right, Professor. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Good session. John Taylor, Professor of Economics at Stanford University. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.